Yo, back with another episode of whatever the fuck it's called, Documenting the Journey. Um, I'm trying to do these on Wednesdays now, filming on Wednesday, uploading it on Wednesday. I think that makes more sense. I, I feel even less articulate and, and more tired and less less in a good mood than the previous two episodes. I feel like the first episode I was super articulate. Um, I don't know, I think I just came across like really excited to be doing the new series and shit. And then I've been in the fucking trenches, but that's the whole purpose of this series is just to, A, a like number one, mainly just document it for me. So in 10 years time, it's fucking interesting to look back on. Cause like I said, I just net regret not doing this more in the past. It'd be so interesting to look back when I was like 20, 21, first in the trenches back in the day and uh, when I was at uni and stuff. And now obviously I'm more aware of that fact. And when I'm, you know, 30, 35, 40, whatever, this will be mad looking back, hopefully, when I've obviously become a billionaire or some shit, which is obviously the plan. Um, I guess, yeah, I wrote like a few notes of like the main things I want to talk about because I want to keep this, well, not like to the point, but I just want to keep it, it's fucking really raw in it. Like, it's, it's funny, like the first thing is, this seems to have gone down better with my audience in terms of like views, engagement, comments, just like general messages about it and shit than any of the recent pods. And it makes me think like, fuck, this takes 10 minutes to do. A pod takes hours per week per one to like plan get the guest in you know like be hospitable I fucking like get dressed and shit make sure the flat's all, flat's all clean I mean I'm obviously still going to keep doing the pod it's just funny because this is like super low effort and yeah I mean comment if you think I should stop doing the pod and just do this but I, I'm not going to I'm going to do both I think certainly for now that's just a funny observation um what's happened in the past week so I guess we're actually bang on six weeks in now which isn't that long, but feels like quite a while because quite a lot's happened. I'm like very much in the trenches again. Main things, um, I actually switched officially to the new 3PL today. Like that was a weird one because like it's a classic case of, I made the decision because it's the right decision in my mind for numerous reasons. I'm not going to talk shit about them, whatever. But the second I switch, I send on my stock, they suddenly care about me as a customer. It's like, all right, cool. Um, why didn't you care about him before? But classic case. That was the right decision. That happened. Bit of a faff. Cost cost a few grand to do that ultimately because I had to sign up, pay like new fees to sign on, whatever. Pay like fucking haulage fees. Maybe not a few grand, maybe like a grand. But it costs money and time and faff to do that. But it's definitely worth doing it. Um, that's one thing that's happened. Another thing that's happened is I switched to Skio from Recharge. Don't really know why. I mean, to be honest, I, I just, I put on Twitter, is there a better subscription thing? Because basically like the first month was just data collection. Like I just put up, you know, the, the price, the offer, what I thought was good. And then I realized loads of things like having, I had three different Shopify listings instead of one listing with subscription variants. So like that was the one way I set up the website wrong. So I switched this gear, got that set up much better. It looks much better. I haven't noticed a massive difference conversion rate wise in terms of having a much prettier setup, but that will come with time, I think. Um, yeah, just been starting to like dive into the data really because you throw a lot of shit at the wall in the first month and I, you know I knew I'd do that like particularly content like different ads different ad pl- channels of course um still limited on ad spend we still only be spending like a grand a day on ads since pretty much since the past four weeks because of stock um I launched with 3,000 units we're rattling through them I've got another 5,000 coming in landing in like two weeks so then we can start going fucking probably like double or even triple the ad budgets and obviously hopefully along with that double or triple revenue 
on a daily basis, which would mean the run rate's pretty fat given I knew the I knew the brand is. But like one thing, I'm gonna try and like keep this focus on the things I wanted to say, but I'm gonna fucking chop into a million different angles like I always do on the pod. The one thing I'm conscious of this time round, with this being not my first rodeo, so to speak, not my first brand, is I don't just wanna throttle the fuck out of it. I actually wanna be way more like intentionally like this is the goal for this month we want to grow every month rather than just be like let's get to a million a month in six months potentially which i'm pretty confident i could do if i really throttled it and went balls to the wall and everything i mean that'd be fucking insane but you know i'd rather go hypothetically 100k 150k 200k 250k 300k over like six months and then it's consistent growth you can scale the back end and the operation and the cash flow and like the finances as much which is stuff that i got wrong in the past so that's what I'm thinking broadly. Um, but on that, yeah, I've got 5K units coming in two weeks. And then I took a pretty big punt and ordered another 10,000 units this week, which is quite scary because that's like a pretty fat fucking stockholder, to be honest. Um, especially at this stage when we, when we sold like 1,500 units. Um, again, massively transparent. But yeah, like it's still cool. Obviously, I mean, this is not drop shipping. This is not white labeling. This is like the, you know, as, as bespoke as you can go, like bespoke formula, like completely completely from scratch, everything, of course. Um, but like even more so than stuff I've done in the past, like jewelry was ultimately like kind of just white labeling in a way, like unique designs. But at the end of the day, it's just jewelry. Like it's the same as every other fucking chain. Neon Signs was like ultimately branded drop shipping because it had to be. This is obviously fully, fully bespoke, higher barrier to entry, took a lot longer to, make a reality took a lot more money to make a reality so now it's actually like proving itself as a business it's like more exciting even though it's on a smaller scale than neon was obviously for now it's like well fuck this is something i entirely built from scratch and people are subscribing so that's pretty fucking sick we've had like a 18 percent subscriber rate since we launched which i mean i don't even know if that's good or not but it seems pretty good to me because people have never tried the product never seen the brand Obviously, if you know that should increase over time, if people keep subscribing, then you know that's where we're going to make the real money long term. Assuming like people don't cancel, and like ultimately like churn should be positive. So like more people subscribe than unsubscribe, obviously, and you scale that up. Um, what else did I want to say? Yeah, so that that big stock order was kind of scary. Um, not scary, but it's like I decided as well just on that to focus on the one hero skew for now. Like, I've got a gummy in the works, which I'm thinking about releasing as like an upsell slash cross sell product. I think that'd be good because the AB is still a bit low. Um, and then I'm working on a few a few accessories that I just think would make sense um, to like add to like the offer. I think that'll make sense. Um, one thing as well, I'm, I'm only about the AOV, but I'm actually gonna I'm actually considering doing like a Google optimized test to try out going cheaper because a lot of our competitors, particularly in America, who are massive like Mudwater, um, who are apparently doing like nine figures. I, I don't know where I got the number from, but it looks like they are based on similar web. They're like they're basically all coming in at like 30, equivalent to thirty nine pound a month, whereas I'm forty nine, and then thirty nine on a subscription. They're like thirty on a subscription, so I'm considering testing that again. It would fuck the AOV a little bit, but if it could potentially double conversion rate or you know one and a half x conversion rate, then is it worth it? That's that's the thing I need to figure out. So starting to run some tests on that, diving into the data a bit more. That's something I'm like generally doing a lot. I'm rambling here already, but um, yeah, I suppose. Another thing I want to talk about, so like UGC creators, and again, I'm not here to shit on any group of people, certainly not naming any names, but 
I spent a lot of money on like trialing out a lot of UGC and a lot of different sort of content, like UGC being probably the biggest one and the biggest expense because I, I paid for so much of it. Um, had some really good stuff, but then <laughs> there's some stuff where it's like, and you can probably relate if you run a brand and, and I've kind of tweeted about it a little bit, I think. You'll pay someone say a hundred pound a video, which by the way, I think is fucking ludicrous. I think the whole market of UGC is is a bit of a bubble, almost like a housing bubble. Because like, agencies are trying to charge 400 quid for a UGC video. And bear in mind, this is stuff that certainly in my mind is like so disposable. Like, you know, we might test 20 of them in a week. If, if it doesn't hit, like we're bidding it. We're not gonna use it for anything. Um, it's not like brand content, glossy shit that's going on the website evergreen for two years. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so it's ludicrous. And then even creators themselves <laughs> trying to charge a hundred pound a video, which is worth it if it's a good video. I'm not saying it's not. And I've had some that were that price that were really good and they're performing well on ads and whatever. Great. But this is shit that I, I can make myself in 10 minutes. And I've done, I've done it myself. Some of the best performing ads are me talking shit, looking like crap, hair not done in the morning. Do you know what I mean? drinking my product because I, I think it's always kind of like funny and like a tradition at this point for me to make a feature of my ads I did it with Midnight City jewellery and I got recognised in Bali by Australian guys that seen me wearing this weird shirt so I'm, I've, I've definitely got balls for that shit and obviously Neon my fucking bedroom became famous so I was like well I'll do a few UGC ads and I'm not saying I'm going to make my own ads all the time but the point is it takes 10 minutes to make I don't really think that's £100 a video like I think people are kind of naming their price because they think brands will pay it, which is fine. I get that to an extent, but ultimately like I'm already seeing more and more and more and more and more UGC creators and the price is going to go down because brands aren't going to pay all of them a hundred pound a video. There just isn't enough. I don't think there's enough brands willing to pay that for the amount of UGC creators that are now cropping up. It's like a new little economy. But yeah, I mean, that, that's my general thoughts on that. Like one brief example, again, naming no names, pay this creator like 200 pound for three videos. So 70 pound a video. I gave her like, I gave, well, it's a girl, gave her strict guidelines, like, because I wrote these based on feedback that people wanted more guidelines. So like, you know, do X, Y, Z, needs to be this long, say this. Didn't do any of those and then sent me an invoice. I was like, come on, I sent you a bloody guideline. So that shit's just frustrating, but it's part of the game. Um, but I, I just, for anyone watching that's UDC creator, just freaking like over deliver. Like people are paying you well to do something that ultimately isn't that hard work, like to be quite honest. Um, most maybe I'm too honest but that's just my honest view um, but yeah good creators will get repeat work I've already got a few that I've agreed to work with again on like the second or third month now already so yeah I just think make good content is the key thing like don't it's less about the price it's more about just make good content like the price is pretty high anyway I think across the board right now for UGC but yeah that's my point um, what sort of thing I want to speak about yeah I suppose just like feeling it's funny because I'm doing much smaller numbers than I was two years ago, like right now, because fucking two years ago, I was doing one and a half million a month, had a Ferrari in the garage and I was 24. <laughs> but I feel so much wiser and more experienced now in every way, particularly on like the financial side, to be honest. And I'm still not, that's still not my forte at all. Oh, that's another thing we're trying to do. Um, I say we, Alex, one of my investors is definitely like a bit of a formal mentor to me now at this point, helped me hire a portfolio part-time FD basically fucking smart financial done to do like one day a month just to basically position and plan the business financially for you know potential future investment like the whole financial narrative really um so beyond just like basic accounting and management accounts this is more like planning forecasting strategy all that sort of shit which is not my bag at all so yeah getting help with that um i just feel a lot more experienced like i'm probably like 
more frugal with cash than I was in the past, which which to like a lot of 18 year old dropshippers, they'll be like, oh, you're a pussy or whatever. No, it's just like, <laughs> this is the reality. If you want to build something long-term and sustainable, like the finances and cash flow and all this sort of stuff, it's, it's stuff that no one fucking speaks about on Twitter or YouTube because, I mean, neither do I, because it's it's a bit more private, it's a bit more taboo and like, you know, whatever. It's, it's less clickable basically, but it's fucking important because I learned the hard way. You can scale something too quick. You have effectively the rug pulled out from under you and stuff. You know, I, I had a massive scale problem as everyone knows and shit can go very wrong very quick. So yeah, like on the financial side, I'm way more strict, I suppose now, but also I am very aware of trying to build something sustainably in, in every way and granted Neon Beach was a fucking unusual case like for two reasons primarily the ridiculous scale so quick and a ridiculous level of issues so quick on the back end that was largely out of my control so yeah that taught me a lot I definitely think in like a net positive way obviously this business model is much more robust from the start anyway but yeah um, that's just something else I'm feeling I guess e-com stress has come back a little bit like I used to joke like the fucking I think I tweeted like I miss the e-com anxiety like anyone watching I spoke to mates about this and like I think everyone can relate to this to an extent Um, especially if anyone building like something real not just fucking I don't know drop shipping for like a week not that there's anything wrong with that but you know it's slightly different and and I used to do that as well it was definitely less stressful um yeah, just fucking like, you know, the num- the numbers affect your personality, don't they? They affect how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem. Um, that's just the real shit. And, and it's not just me or anyone that's beginner. Not that I'm a beginner, but it's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just beginners, not just experienced people. It's fucking everyone because, you know, I know people that run multi, multi eight-figure brands that are close friends of mine and, and they have the same they have the same shit. They've gone through the same shit. You know, that they have the same ups and downs. You'd be surprised, like, you may look at certain people including myself but probably not myself at this point because I've outed myself so much and I'm so transparent but like you may look at certain people on Instagram like founders whatever and think oh they've never had a bad day or that they've never gone through a rough time or you know they've never had a week where results were shit and they start to think is at the end or whatever fucking trust me they have because I know a lot of these people personally I mean I, I was that guy probably everyone, everyone looked at me driving the cars I had you know living in the place I live even now and and think and thought, oh, you know, he's got it all figured out. But trust me, like, fucking e-com anxiety is real. Like, entrepreneurial anxiety is real. Like, you know, just, you, you can't escape it. Like, when it's good, you feel really good. When shit's not as good, you don't feel as good. And that's something you have to deal with as an entrepreneur, right? And yeah, I just think like a broader point on that is just everyone is, everyone is really doing, tr- trying to do something legit and is in the trenches and, and has been in the trenches can relate to how you feel. Because I'm sure a lot of people watching this starting out and so on it's fucking hard and, and everyone feels the same even people that have been doing it like seven years like me I, I still get you know I'm still my, my emotions are controlled to an extent by how well the business is doing of course they are it's probably less so than it used to be and because I've got experience and context on you know like a bad day whatever like I don't look at shit as as granular as that now because I, I know that the bigger picture is more important and, and again I've got the experience to back that up in terms of I have, I've had these days before I've had good days bad days but it's still there the fucking you know it affects your mental big time big time for sure so yeah I think trying to get away from a screen and not looking at your numbers all the time is my advice on that because that's what people will be thinking is like how do I improve that 
for me it's just look at the numbers once or twice a day don't be fucking sat there staring at your Shopify screen because at any level of the game that is not healthy even if it's going really well so yeah I think a lot of stuff going on just one point I want to mention and, and this just came to mind because I think people can relate like I, I was chatting to my brother the other day on, on text and he's like a civilian he won't mind me saying he's a civilian my twin brother but very different he has a great job and shit but he's just not an entrepreneur and that's fine by the way but it's just so different because he was in London and he like was like on a Monday I was like do you want to go out for dinner and shit and by the way I, I'm not a fucking incel like I go out for dinner probably three times a week like one like Thursday Friday Saturday usually to be honest um, but like Monday to Wednesday usually Monday to Thursday like there is no such thing as like a, an evening if you're trying to build something at least in my view and I, that's not so you can't have that but I think if you're truly obsessed particularly in the early stages of something you feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not passionately working in the trenches and like I'm not, I'm not, not saying don't enjoy any of it but like even right now it's like I'm so driven again to like because I know how painful it was when i lost the opportunity to work on what I loved last year that now I'm back doing that again I'm, I'm so protective of the opportunity I have ahead of me now and I really think it's a big one so it's fine you know finding that balance is hard and, it, and it's an art form more than a science for sure that that balance between you know do I work all the time or do I have a life as well and for me I found that balance that works for me at my age and I'm 26 and I'm older than a lot of people that watch this and younger than some but yeah like it's just different because a lot of people from the outside in it's funny because including my own brother evidently like maybe didn't think that that was a reality and it doesn't doesn't have to be but it's how I want to work because I don't want to leave any stone unturned because like I said like it's kind of deep but I really felt like I I was never going to be able to do the shit I loved again when everything went wrong last year and I mean ultimately I, I knew I'd find a way back but like to actually be back in the game is like, a, like the pressure is a fucking privilege for me now and I really feel that like, I'm so grateful to be able to be in the trenches again. Like, honestly, don't take it for granted. Like, so many people, you know, particularly in third world countries or whatever, would fucking love the opportunity to grind and build something. And and if you've put yourself in a position to do that or you're trying to do that, then, particularly with something you enjoy, which I, ho- I hope it is, then, yeah, take it with both hands and, and fucking send it because... And enjoy it as well, but fucking send it. And, you know, don't don't lose sight of the how privileged we are you know probably anyone watching this really to be in a likely a first world country with an internet connection and the ability to do this shit to build shit online to build creative shit because it's easy to lose perspective but like honestly I guess to summarise it's a privilege to be in the trenches doing building some cool shit and I probably more than most at my age have I'm very aware of that because of how how south my shit went and I thought I wouldn't have the opportunity to do it again in, in the back of my mind at one point and now I'm here doing it again so I, I'm not going to take it for granted and I'm going to fucking make it work do you know what I mean so that's how I feel it's it's an exciting but scary but like powerful place to be I think like mentally so yeah I guess with that said I'll wrap up um, yeah I've got loads of shit to do I'm going to drop this in like literally 20 minutes I'll fucking edit it myself and upload it and drop a comment on, on what, what you want to see um, maybe I'll just start doing some screen screen some screen share stuff and add a few comments about that um, but yeah for now cheers for watching subscribe to the pod